0: Welcome back to another episode of Betch's Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. So I have a new therapist and I, this is, I'm just saying this because y'all gonna get some of my business and that's, that's my business. I'm very excited because my, it's been two sessions and this woman is already reading me. Like she is, she's, she's kind of, she's kind of opening up some stuff. So if anyone is like on a therapy journey or considering therapy, I'm going to tell you right now, a hundred percent do it. Like, and I've been through a few therapists, not all of them work, not all of them are spectacular, but once you find your person, it's kind of like finding your partner. You're like, thank the Lord. Cause honey, I, I was going to go become a nun. So it's really like that. It's, it's great. So Apparently, I need to like. I'm. Re- there's a conversation we're having about reparenting. Like, I need to reparent myself, and I'm just. Ha- I I feel like I'm recondoing my internal self. Like, I am opening up. To this person and telling them like all of my yuck. And then she's like sifting through it, saying, Picking this up, does this bring you joy? And I'm like, No. And she's like, Okay, let's talk about it. So it's becoming so helpful to see why I do things, how I do things. And as a business owner and someone who's really trying to scale my business and how I show up for people, like my clients, my couples, the team, like, all of the things that happened in my childhood and in my early development years show up in weird little yucky ways. Like, yeah, ah. so I'm trying to figure out how does my little self not try and take over and do some things. So that's something I'm working on now, which I'm excited about and I'm learning to heal and I'm learning to just see myself. But also, now I know a lot of y'all are listening to this are probably, engaged. I mean, unless you have a real, unless y'all really love weddings and you just want to listen to this, or you love me and you're listening and you're single like me, then I love you too. But I also like, I I do weddings for a living, but I kind of would like to be married. And I would love to have like a person who's my person. And it's like, I spend so much time focusing on everyone else's life and love life that I'm like, this therapist needs to help me take care of me. And she was like, you're doing all of these things for everyone else who's taking care of you. And when she said that, I was like, "The girl, you are hired. Send me your contract. I'll pay you in full what you need because if you can take care of me, then we are in there. So I, I say that all to say if you guys are considering therapy, thinking about it, tiptoeing around it, And you're a people pleaser, you're type A, you're always the go-getter, you want to always prove yourself and you're taking care of so many other people but no one is really taking care of you and you feel like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders, which I just described my whole self right there. You need someone that's going to be able to be on your side um, and to really help you see yourself and to allow you, it's okay to let some ish drop and that's what I'm coming to the conclusion that it is not my job to make other people happy point, step one, (laughs) and then it is only my job to make me happy. And now I'm having to reparent myself to even identify what is it that I really like? What is it that I really love? And what have I put on myself as things that I like and love for the sake of being something for someone else? So I know that's D, but um, we're going to have some fun, lighthearted conversations. Cause we're gonna talk to Mila. She's been on the show a few times and she's already had her wedding. She's had like two weddings. I know she had a lot of girls' trips and bachelorette things and all these other, all these other fabulous celebrations. So we're gonna have her on to talk about how wedding planning went, how the wedding was, and just really hear about her experience. So I'm hopeful that you get something out of it and that you enjoy the games we're gonna play. We're gonna read some emails and just flagging. I love receiving your emails. I know I keep saying it, but please keep sending them to us. We can't get enough because they're so helpful as I wanna help more people. And I wanna do my best to to share all the intel I get with you. But um, let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode. Hello, Mila, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, congratulations. You are officially a Mrs., yes? Yes, officially, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Love, love. So tell us what happened. How'd it go? All the things.
1: Oh my gosh. It was the best day ever. I feel like we just got so lucky in the whole weekend. Everything, the energy was just so high. Everyone was so happy. I've truly never experienced like that much bliss in one weekend in my whole life. And I'm still on cloud nine. It was awesome.
0: Oh, lovely. So- I know you had some concerns earlier about like timeline and flow and mm-hmm. did everything work out kind of the way you had planned or did it like, or it since there was so much bliss and love in the air, were you kind of mm-hmm. like eh. talk to us about that?
1: No, honestly it worked out even better than I had imagined. And one of the best compliments we got from the day, which I've never heard before was the flow of the timeline. So I think mm. all of my like type a anxiety paid off. Um, I think just between my planner and I, because I was so meticulous about the schedule and implemented some of the tips you gave us and everything, I a lot of people had said there was no downtime at our wedding. Like everything kind of moved into the next thing. And no one, you know, sometimes at other weddings, you're just like, OK, I'm waiting for the next step, like to enter the ballroom or to get on the dance floor. And it just kind of effortlessly moved from moment to moment. And that I was so shocked that like multiple people had told me everything just flowed so well. So it was great.
0: Awesome. What other things did you learn from the experience?
1: Oh my gosh, I learned so much through just being engaged. Obviously, I think having my separate church ceremony in advance really helped me focus on being present on the day mm. of the wedding because I was so overwhelmed that weekend with the church ceremony on Saturday and the bridal shower on Sunday and my whole family visiting that it was really difficult for me to stay present because I am such a people pleaser. So by the time the April wedding came up, I was like, there's no pressure here. You're already married. Mm. You now know what you can do differently, um, was just be in the moment. And I think that helped me the entire weekend just reflect on like, what's really happening. Who's here for me and it, it just felt so much more intense that way, I, I guess. Like I could really feel so much love radiated around us and was fully mm. captured in like every conversation we got to have. Like I was, love. we were able to talk to every single person at our wedding multiple times.
0: Love, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so lovely. And then when it came to like your vendor partners, what was the experience yeah. with everyone that was on site? Any feedback there?
1: Like I honestly feel so bad saying this, but really nothing went wrong. Like our, I don't know I feel bad because I think I feel for other brides that do have such bad experiences. But when I say like nothing went wrong on our day because our vendor team was just so amazing. And I honestly attribute that to my wedding planner because Alicia from Day Love Planning, because these are relationships that she has Mm.
0: and that
1: she trusted. And because I trusted her so much, it, it just like, it, it was it just blows. a worky, well-oiled machine, you know? She's yeah. done this hundreds of times. Everyone had her back. Like, wh- one thing went wrong, really, that I wasn't even notified about until after it happened. Like, our silverware, we ordered black matte silverware for the wedding, and it arrived chipped. Like, it looked mm. like it had gone through the dishwasher maybe a hundred times. So my planner came in when I'm getting ready. She's like, I don't want to freak you out, but I'm just letting you know the silverware is going to be different on the table. Like, this is what it looked like. And uh, here's what we're getting. Like she's problem solved without me having to think about it. And it ended up being a happy surprise. Like it looked perfect Perfect. on the table. You know, just like things like that. Like everyone had my back throughout the entire day and I had no worries.
0: I love that. And I think that's the plus of having a planner. It's like our job really is to make sure things run on time and we're the ones to troubleshoot if anything goes left kind of deal. And so that you don't have to think about any of that. And also, like you're saying, our vendor partners, that's kind of what you're hiring us for. Mm -hmm. It's We already have the existing Rolodex of the people who know how to work really well together, and we've built our dream teams. So it's like when couples come to me like, I've already found this person. I've already found that person. I'm like, ooh, child. So when you are working (laughs) with a professional that has a great roster of of production and a great team, your day is going to run just like a well-oiled machine, like you're saying.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: how was your wedding party? How was the getting ready experience? I want to even hear about like food and Bev. Like did every, was everything like really on point? And what are some things that you might've had concerns about that you're like, I did not need to concern myself about that at all.
1: That's a good question about what I did not need to stress about. I will say the best thing I did in terms of getting ready with the wedding party is I, we booked a two bedroom suite at we were able to stay on the property. So we got married at Calamigos Ranch and we stayed at the ranch on site, which was a priority Mm -hmm. for us. And we had booked a two bedroom because they're like little cottages in Malibu. Mm -hmm. So I needed this space. Um, And that actually worked out to my advantage because I had meticulously like rearranged the hair and makeup schedule to where I went right in the middle, not first, not last. Mm -hmm. So once I got the girls in the chair and hair and makeup started, I told them, do not come in my room. My wedding dress is in mm-hmm. here. I want to do like a proper reveal because no one had seen it. And so I took maybe 30 minutes. I took a shower. I did a gua shua. I manifested for the day and just relaxed. And by the end of the 30 minutes, because I was alone, I was just dying to get with everyone, like be outside of the room and be mm. so cool. And I'm so glad I did that because it just helped me be centered. And then I got so excited to see everyone versus me seeing everyone and being like, I wish I took time for myself.
0: Suffocating. Yeah. And I think not a lot of people really realize there's so much emotion that's on that day that when yeah. you're in a space with so many other bodies and all of their emotions, and then they're asking questions and ev- there's just music. And I mean, I'm coming from an introvert standpoint, but it's like I have a very crystal clear morning ritual similar to yours. I don't I mean, I don't guasha, but ultimately, <laughs> I still have something. and it's like you just need to still have a hard reset on that morning and yep. collect yourself because you're walking into a pretty emotionally powered day where you have to be your best for a lot of other people, especially as a people pleaser. so yeah. i I commend you for taking that step of like, I need thirty minutes of myself and, I think even when we're working with our couples I always say what are what are your morning rituals and I had a client who was huge into yoga huge into meditation so we blocked out some time for her in the run of show to make sure she got the ability to do her morning ritual so similar yeah. to yours it's like guys you got to take a beat like or you're going yeah. to be overwhelmed the entire day
1: Yeah because I will say it's like I didn't look at my phone the entire day so once oh, um, my planner had Ooh. Sent over like an assistant to hang out, you know, and just make sure everything was okay. So once the assistant came, I was like, "You tell me what to do. Like, tell yes. me when I need to get my dress." Like, <laughs> I had I had some time on my phone when I was getting hair and makeup done, but that was fun because I was seeing what some of my guests were doing. Like, we got really lucky ah. with the weather in Malibu that weekend. As some people know, we're in LA. It was very rainy, was, like mm-hmm. winter. Even till yeah. now, it hasn't been very sunny. Our wedding weekend was 85 degrees and sunny, just like a Perfect. random in April. <laughs> so we had friends going horseback riding, going on hikes, going to the beach. Like being able to see that also made me feel good because it technically was a destination wedding for about 80% of our guests. So the fact that the weather came through and that my guests were able to do, you know, California adjacent activities, it was really yeah. special for me. But for the most part, it was not on my phone. Um, My girls did surprise me. I I was noticing them being like a little awkward. Not awkward, but Mm. I'm very observant. And I was like, why are they like being a little weird right now? And people kept like going outside, whatever. So I'm like, whatever, I don't care. And then right before I got my makeup done, they presented a little like scrapbook of my entire wedding journey with like photos of like me and each girl and each girl wrote a letter to me and they purposely did that before makeup because I sobbed I sobbed so hard (laughs) (laughs) it was one of the most special gifts I've ever received so that was really nice and that helped me like really stay connected unfortunately because our timeline did shift a little bit and I will say this is might be Alex's fault (laughs) but I told him (laughs) I wanted him to arrive one hour earlier than he did to hang out with the groomsmen a little bit more, you know, just like drink a couple mm-hmm. beers, do whatever they need to do. And he was like, no, I really want to just like have them show up and we start and I can hang out with them before the wedding. But because our timeline shifted a little bit, he ended up waiting for me maybe for about 30 minutes to do our first look, which took away mm. the, most of the time that he would have spent with the guys. So... If I were to do anything different, it would be to trust my gut on that situation, not let him <laughs> take over because that is one of his biggest regrets is that he spent like no time with his own groomsmen before the mm. wedding, mm. which definitely was a bummer, obviously for him.
0: But it sounds like it was his fault. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say I told <laughs> you so. But told you so, but yeah. here we are. I lo- love you, uh, honey. Yeah, love
1: that. <laughs> um, another thing I would have done differently is... Our photo booth. Not, I loved the photo booth, but when we so this like kind of the run of our schedule was like right after the ceremony, uh, we did quick pictures of my dad, his new wife, because she wasn't included in like the pre photos. Alex and I did some individual pictures, and then we were doing a room reveal of the space. So once we did that room reveal, I was like, great, let's jump into the photo booth now. But we were so excited because we we're just like on cloud nine. We just wanted to get to cocktail hour so badly. That we took one photo, um it was horrible, and the whole night the guy on not horrible. But my eyes were closed, and my, the guy running the photo booth like tried to chase us down throughout the rest of the night to get more photos. And at the end of the night, I eventually just stand. I stood right next to the photo booth and was like, "Whatever friends I see, I'll jump in a photo with them right now." So I ended up getting. It's kind of funny. You can see it in like chronological order on the link we were sent, but I ended up getting in like the last like 30 photos with guests (laughs) and Alex got none because he just didn't think to go over there and take photos. So if I were to do it differently, I would ask my planner to schedule photos for us and our like bridal party so that, you know, maybe during a band break, they're going to be like Mila, Alex, cut the line. You guys take your photos and like grab some friends and take photos in this like 10 minute period.
0: Okay, cool. I like that idea. Yeah. So we just got
1: none with each other and none with our friends, but it was utilized so much. We had over 430 photos of guests on the photo booth, which was crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So it was used, not by
0: us. (laughs) (laughs) I dig that. So overall, it sounds like you had a beautiful experience.
1: Yeah, we had a really good experience. I say one of the things I was really worried about that I didn't really discuss much with anyone because I'm huge on manifestation and like speaking things into existence. So for those who have been listening to the pod, know that I had a previous wedding planner that we had to part ways and it led me to my current planner. And the only vendor we had booked with that previous planner was our band. And it was a very bad falling out that we had. So Mm. I was so anxious that our band was going to be so bad that they weren't just going to live up to the expectations just because of all the drama we went through. They knocked it out of the park. I, another one of the compliments we got all night with how good the band was. And I also am like huge on music. So I like really laid out like out of 55 song, do not playlist and like a 20 song must playlist. And they curated the best playlist of the night. Our dance floor was packed all night And it was just something that like I didn't expect to be as good as they were probably because I had such low expectations.
0: Mm.
1: I highly highly recommend a Motown style band because it was just funky jams all night.
0: I love that. And for photography, have you gotten your pictures back?
1: I got um, my photographer is insane. She sent me 500
0: sneak peeks. That's not a sneak. That's a gallery, sis. <laughs> I know. And so
1: the only thing we're really missing is more like a um, rehearsal dinner photos and family photos. But she made it a priority. I think it was because I was like the first wedding of like a crazy busy wedding season. So she was able mm-hmm. to send them really fast. I got like all of the detail shots, basically most of like the party vibes, the atmosphere, the ceremony. So I also had a wedding day content creator. That, I, that helped me honestly relive the day over and over again.
0: Oh, good. So would you recommend that to others who are planning?
1: Yes, when I, I made a TikTok about this. So I think there's like a misconception about wedding day content creators because I think people assume like, oh, you need to have a large following or actually need to be an influencer or content creator to hire someone like that. But in reality, she had given me 800 pictures and videos of the entire day just behind the scenes as if I were a guest of my own wedding. And the perspective of a guest that on the flight home, we just watched videos and videos and videos of things like friends and family dancing, people interacting, like just moments that we wouldn't have visibility on because we're mm-hmm. you know, in a different area. And I got to see my own wedding from the perspective of a guest. And that to me is so valuable. I found it so worth it. And I haven't gotten our wedding video back, but I think it's just different because the wedding video is. You know it's highly edited. There's a lot of work that goes into it, but it's just a snippet of the day where I'm looking at raw footage of the day, especially the moments like between me and my bridal party in the morning, like just really, really beautiful, special moments like me and my mom and things like that. That I'll like I didn't think I'd ever have visibility on, so I highly recommend it.
0: Love. Well, this sounds lovely. Congratulations. You. Thank you for sharing your experience. And I want to hop into an email that we have from a listener. All right. So we've got an email and we're going to work on this problem together. Mila, you and I, we're going to offer some guidance and insight to our friend here. So I'm going to read the email. It goes like this. Hi, Fallon. I'm obsessed with the podcast. I hope that you can use your wedding wisdom to help me with my little dilemma. My wedding is this fall, and while my budget may be on the smaller side, I really want it to look a certain way. I'm big on aesthetics and having everything look amazing in photos. For context, the decor and the color scheme of the wedding will be dark and jewels tones. tones. Dark and jewel tones. Mm. Okay. With lots and lots of greenery. Copy. One idea that I had was to ask all the guests to wear a certain color, color palette, so everyone coordinates with the venue, decor, and us. I immediately loved this idea, but when I brought it up to a few people, I was met with some attitude. Literally none of my friends and family liked the idea. Like what? And even went as far as calling me inconsiderate for assuming people will buy a new outfit to wear to the wedding. I mean, don't. Anyway, I thought it would be so <laughs> cute having everyone match, but I didn't realize that would cause such a strong reaction. Even if I continue with the idea, I would feel bad. What should I do?
1: Oh, god! Oh, god! <sighs> I know. Okay. So I would say personally, so I've been to over 16 weddings in the last three years. So as a guest, I've seen it all. Um, I personally am not a fan of dress codes, like that color coded dress codes. Like obviously I think it's appropriate to have, you know, formal black tie optional cocktail style attire, um, in the defense of the guests, just because yes, not always do people buy a new outfit. I do, but not always does Same. everyone. Um, and also it just, it also varies. Like, are your guests all coming from local are they local do they have to get a hotel are they flying because that does impact costs and 9 out of 10 times of weddings that have been color coded not everyone follows the the attire and that's what stinks is you're going to have and i think it's rude to ask someone to be like hey uncle charlie you're not wearing this jewel tone color you have to sit in the back corner so you're not going to get that achieved unless you have a tiny wedding where you can convey that to maybe like 30 people It's not worth it from the brides that I've seen who like to enforce it because they are frustrated when not everyone follows that code. And you have to deal with a lot of back and forth in that wedding planning process. So you also have to determine if it's worth having to reiterate a few times in your planning process and have these open discussions about it with family and friends. Because inevitably, if they're giving you some grief now, they're going to continue to give you grief. Um, So I think that's a battle you're going to have to choose if, if it's worth dealing with for how many months left of your planning journey.
0: Yeah, it's giving a hard no for me. I think I, <laughs> I mimic everything you said. If it's if everyone's giving you pushback about it, and it, I'm assuming I just don't understand. It's like dark and jewel tones. If you're giving them a broad enough color palette, you're. I, I would assume that, I and mean, I'm uh, these are assumptions, but there's something that might land in their closets unless they wear all black or all yeah. gray. So it's like, are you broadening the palette enough where it could include? the colors that are necessary, understanding your guest. I also agree that generally having attire restrictions or kind of pushing people to wear a certain color does work better with smaller weddings just because you can actually see it. And that's generally when you're probably going to even take a group photo where it might actually matter. But I would say focus on just the what you can control, which is the wedding party attire. So what the groomsmen are wearing or what the ladies are wearing next to you um, or who, whomever is standing next to you, I think just focusing on, on making that. And if aesthetics are important to you and having everything look amazing in photos, only focus on what you can control. And if the guests are not that way and they're not excited about it, let it fl- let it fly. You've got bigger fish to fry.
1: I also will say after looking at like a lot of my wedding photos on details because I was so focused on little details, I DIY'd a lot for my wedding. I had also asked our guests on our website, like it was encouraged for them to wear like bright spring colors just because it was a spring wedding. But it wasn't like it wasn't something that that was mandatory, let's just say. So I had my photographer take tons of pictures of the people who were in those bright, fun colors and get really great shots of my it was mostly my friends who followed that. So when my friends gathered, they really focused on those details. But the rest of my photos were details of the florals, the ceremony, like little side details that I, when I'm looking at the aerial view of our ceremony, I'm only looking at Alex and I, I don't really care about people sitting down, but again, that's just me. So it's, is it worth like the few photos you're going to get? That's the question.
0: And also it's like when I get galleries back from a wedding it's rare that I'm looking. I, I don't even use the guest photos, and, and it's yeah. like when you're selling it, like when you're pitching it to a publication. Even I'm like, yeah, definitely, they're definitely not making the cut. It's really all about the couple, the decor, and sometimes the wedding party if they have really great dresses or outfits. So I agree with you that no one's really looking
1: at them, but you. So, so. <laughs> <it's>
0: like, no, <laughs> the guests don't really add to the ambiance. In all honesty, so. Um, but fight fight the fights you can fight and let the other ones fly. Save yourself the drama. All right, Mila, we're going to play a game. Um, this one's called Let's Play I Do or I Don't. Um, and I think you played a similar version the first time you came on the show. So for I do or I don't, I'm going to give you a wedding scenario, and I want you to tell me if you would say I do or if this thing is an I don't. So using your wedding Pinterest board from 2010 as inspiration for your wedding.
1: I don't. I don't know anyone who would. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. wrong with that time period, but so much has changed. And I think the even the approach that people have towards weddings is vastly different in the 10, 13 years since then. So, agree. Just give yourself time to also think about what your aesthetic is.
0: Yeah. I think even, and we've talked about this on a previous episode, even how you design your wedding from a Pinterest perspective, sometimes before you meet a planner, before you meet a designer, and even throughout your planning experience, it will drastically change. Not drastically, but sometimes you'll edit things or you'll refine them as you gather more intel, as you go to more weddings or you experience more things. So it's definitely an, I don't from 2010, but even at the beginning of your planning process, maybe you're 16 months out. And it's like, I I definitely wouldn't be starting your design conversations until you're closer to the 11th month, month, 10 month mark. So you have a clear idea of, of what you're looking for. All right. Live streaming your wedding ceremony on social media. I do, or I don't. I would never, I know people
1: who have like friends in the content space I think it's a personal choice. I I think that's just an intimate part of the day for me that I just there's I don't like to share a lot of intimate details online. I like to share helpful advice about like projects and DIYs, my planning experience, but that unless you're invited to my wedding, I'm not interested in you seeing any <laughs> aspects of my wedding. You can review via photos.
0: Yeah, I think this really came about, uh, of course, during COVID and everyone was really excited to just virtually share the ceremony just because they couldn't do it in person. I haven't seen any of my couples as of late actually now add this back in. It was really just because of the people who couldn't be there. So live streaming a wedding, not on social media ever, but live streaming in general, I don't think that's terrible. It's really just coming up with the parameters of who's attending that. But social media, it's like, are you a celebrity? Yeah. (laughs) Even like fiance would never... Yeah. <laughs> well, Beyonce is like an ultra private celeb. I'm like, yeah, who would true. who would do that? Like, who would do that? I don't even know a celeb.
1: Probably like Bravo celebrities would, but they exactly,
0: exactly. Actual. They they yeah. And they probably <laughs> sign contracts where they have to like to get something yeah. sponsored. They're like, we'll live stream it like so they can actually get a free wedding. Yeah. Okay. Breaking into your wedding shoes by wearing them out and about, do or don't. I did that. Um,
1: I didn't wear them like out to dinner, but first of all, I, my wedding shoes were Amina Muadis. They were not cheap. And I ordered them a half size smaller because I saw them on sacks. They were sold out for months, saw them on sacks one day. And I was like, I'm buying them now. I probably bought them a year before my wedding. And I had to break them in one cause they were half size smaller. So I was really needed to stretch them out. And two, I spent so much money on them. I wore them through multiple bridal events to the point where the day of my wedding, they were a lot more comfortable. And I don't know mm. why brides don't at least try to break them in a little bit. I'm not saying like go to dinner in dirty New York City streets, but all my bridal events were indoors. So I wore them just to, you know, walk around, stretch them out. And a lot of other brides wake up with blisters on their feet or can barely wear them for like they an make hour. It they to, make yeah, in. they
0: make it nowhere. Yeah it's it's wild. it's like, please put my flats underneath the table or wear my sneakers I'm ready to change. like right. do not save these shoes at all. um and even the same goes for the dress like and I've said this I think before on another episode. Mm-hmm. when I see a bride holding her dress up to save it from itself on a wedding <laughs> day, I'm like, babe, this is the day. this is the day to do it. Drop that thing. Drop it, let it drag, let it roll, let it do all the things. Like, I get sometimes I'm like, I, if I get a picture back of you holding your dress, I'm going to be upset with you. So it's like, it's really like, let your dress go, break in your shoes, wear these items, really get comfortable with them so that you can look comfortable on your day. It's going to be a game changer. It is. Yeah, definitely. All right, letting your planner choose everything for you. I already know what type A is going to say. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> but, you know, it really depends on the person. Like, I'm I obviously type A. And the pl- the relationship I had with my planner was based off of working together. Like, I'd, yeah. just, I'd draw out an idea and then be like, how can we make this happen? Like, for example, I think it was – I was making changes to my wedding up until, like, the last second, like, until the last payments were due. And – I, a month before the wedding, we did a walkthrough and, and I saw another bride online make these monogrammed ice cubes. And we were we had a wedding monogram and we were serving old fashioned. So I wanted to surprise Alex with custom like molds. So I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy these on Etsy and I'm going to make them, put them in dry ice. My mom's going to bring them. My planner's like, no, I ha- I know someone who can do this. It's a dollar per cube. You can order as many as you want. And I will bring them on the wedding. Like, that's the type of relationship that I prefer someone who will really take your vision and bring it to life or add to it to really, you know, make it special for you. Um, but I don't, I mean, I don't know from the planner's perspective. I don't know if all planners even want to do that. <laughs> like make I every don't. single I, decision. for the bride. I yeah.
0: I know designers who want to do that. And yeah. ideally it's like, I know designers who when they have a conversation with, with the clients or the couple, they get a very clear understanding of who they are, where they like to drink, the hotels they like to stay, the clothing brands that really like just light them up. And from there, based on the venue, they will make this impeccable design. But that really comes with a lot of trust. And I think when it comes to a planner having that conversation with them, I don't wanna choose everything because I don't wanna, I don't want you to come on the day and you're like, I don't really like that. So this is definitely an I don't. You want a collaborative partner throughout the planning process to really make this dream come to life for you. And to also, like you're saying, you like, kind of take an idea that you might have, but kind of pull it out to be like, this is actually how we'll kind of refine it. Or I have a creative partner who's really great at this and can really make it stellar. So it's really just taking the things from your head and, and bringing them to life the best way we know how. Exactly. Cool. All right. Last question is letting your guests take the florals home with them.
1: I do, if the florist allows it. I think it just depends because, you know, if you're having a local wedding where a lot of guests are driving home, uh, nine out of ten times, unless you specify for those florals to be donated, I think they're being thrown in the trash. They so are. um So the only difference is, is you can't take home anything you're renting, like candles, vases, anything. A lot of the times if they're in like a specific vase or vase, uh, that is owned by the florist. So it's a lot more difficult to convey that late at night when the wedding is ending. Yeah, But that uh, really has to do with what you specifically have on your day, because you're paying for anything that gets taken. That's not allowed to be taken. So yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely communicate that. If not, try your best to ask them to donate it to a church, to a charity, find somewhere for it to go. If you don't want it to be thrown in the trash.
0: Yeah. And what we do is we bring butcher's paper, and we – because generally the vases are kind of off-limits. So just to mitigate this before – like when it starts to close down and people are – no one's at their table or seat, we start to just collect the flowers, wrap them up in mini bouquets, and give them out as guests are leaving. So that way it's like, here, take it. We love you. Even if you're on a flight, like – give this to someone. If you see them down the street, like kind of deal, like give this to the lady who's cleaning your hotel room or whatever it might be. But we definitely make sure that if we are allowed to give the flowers, and again, you definitely need to ask because you, you don't know if the, if the florist has different ideas, if they're planning to come back and get some specialty blooms to reuse for another person, have no idea how that would work, but just clarify, like, Hey, I want all of the guests to really take all of these flowers. Can we do that? Um, but definitely make sure you're asking about the vessels. Generally, they're 100% off limits, but just triple check if you bought a specialty one. Um, so last question for you, and this is not in the game. This is just we want to know, where are you going on your honeymoon?
1: Oh, I went on my honeymoon already. Um, we, okay. were in, for, we were in Italy for three weeks. where It was so long. It was so lovely. We started at Southern Italy, Sicily and Terramina, worked our way up to Rome, Florence, Tuscany, and Lake Como, there was about a month difference between our wedding and the honeymoon, which I could not recommend enough. Alex was really pushing to go on right after our wedding, but I, I don't mm. even know how I got through those two weeks after the wedding just because I was so exhausted. And uh. I don't think our honeymoon would have been as enjoyable if I couldn't like go on tours and walk around a lot in Italy. So that month break was very much so needed.
0: Love. I was just in Terramino. Where did you guys end up staying? We
1: stayed at the Atlantis Bay Hotel, and then we were there for a wedding at the Grand Timeo or Timeo Hotel. Yeah. Started the rest of our honeymoon.
0: All right, cool. I love a Belmont. Um, I was there for a wedding conference in Gage, and it was lovely. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's like a wedding conference. Really knows how to like show off, which is all the things. Yeah. So much fun. All right. So pro tip, if you can take your break, if you want to go right after, I don't know, I'd have a, I I'm one of those people. I want to just go right away. I don't want to wait. Yeah, I was like, I'd be, I'd be like, I'm out. Like, like, let's go right now. Um, cause I want to ride the wave of the bliss. But, like, I want yeah, I, I, I to I ride I that it wave also
1: depends on where you're getting married. Like if we got married destination, obviously it makes sense. But for us, like because I diy so much my wedding, all of my suitcases yeah. that I packed to California were just things. And yeah. it was not I was able to consolidate. But when we were packing for the wedding, I Alex and I had this conversation, like, if we were going on our honeymoon, I would die thinking about having to pack another suitcase. I know. I <laughs> know. At this point, yeah. So if we got married in New York City or locally, that would be a different story because then I could come home. And-,
0: and just be out. Yeah. Exactly. So it really good. Yeah, but you were a destination and then to go to another destination. Yeah, that's exhausting. It's a lot. You just need to go home, get a hard reset, and then be out. So I, I agree. That was a good call. Any other tips or tricks that you'd love to pass on to our listeners?
1: Yeah, I would say I don't regret being a DIY bride. It really helped. I think I'm just naturally a creative person, and it really helped me focus on some fun elements of our wedding that I couldn't afford to have otherwise. And one of my best cheats were, and that I got complimented the most, our number one is our cocktail hour. We did not serve just signature drinks. We, Our venue allowed this, so I know not a lot of venues do this, but we were able to serve a full cocktail menu, which I think didn't pigeonhole a lot of our guests into getting the liquors only that are pulled from those drinks or being able to only have two specialty cocktails. So we served five. And to spruce it up and just make it like a little bit, more of a cocktail bar vibe because Alex and I love cocktails. I ended up purchasing edible florals that were so cheap. I think I got a pack of 50 for $11 and dried citrus. And we were able to garnish all of the cocktails with that plus the monogrammed ice cubes. So our cocktail hour really felt like it was a party of its own. And I would say all other than the cubes, the garnishes and the florals cost less than 50 bucks to do. And our, like our cocktail team, the, bartenders did it for free which was nice Um, so I think if you just have a vision like really this the uh, the best part about having a planner is like being able to to discuss how that can happen and I would have I sacrificed a lot of other things in my wedding in order to afford the planner so if you're very detail oriented like I really highly suggest that because you're just not able to bring that to life if you don't have someone who has that knowledge of your venue or just the industry and then the next thing I would say is if you are on a tighter budget and want to implement things for every one of your guests but you can't afford it, we did a heads table versus a sweetheart table. And I had the photographers focus on those details of the head tables that we were able to implement some details that I couldn't afford for everyone. So, for example, chargers. I was not going to pay for every single person to have a charger at every round table. So we did it for our 25-person head table and also included only banquet-style tables for the head table because our venue included it in the cost to have round tables. So the florals and everything were different on the head table, but it wasn't so obviously noticeable as another guest who was mm. sitting at the other table. And I saved maybe $2,000 just by doing everything at the head table instead of repeating it and duplicating it at guest tables. So I think there's just like little cheats you can do to implement little details because when I look at my wedding album, I see those beautiful details from the head table. No one would know that they look slightly different from regular tables. So it's not like huge details, but it was just a more cost effective way for me to implement some of these details that I couldn't do otherwise. All right.
0: Love that. Love that. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Mila, where can people follow you on social
1: social i've already changed my last name crazy so now it's at on instagram mila m-i-l-a-t-w-e-e-l Tweel and on tiktok it's the same as my previous name mila m-i-l-a-a white w-h-i-t-e
0: Follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram and you can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Be sure to rate, review and follow the show on Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Betches.